Exchange Guild. This podcast is sponsored by and was recorded at Normandale Community College's Partnership Center, home to Normandale Center for Applied Learning. They provide relevant and customized learning for working professionals, teams, and organizations of all sizes that want to invest in their greatest asset, their people. To learn more about Normandale's programs, call 952-358-8343 or visit them at normandale.edu ce. You're listening to the Change Illuminati podcast with Dan Olson. Welcome to his latest audio adventure, unscripted conversations with leaders, consultants, and everyday people to collect their stories and learn how they overtly or covertly practice their craft to help others navigate through change. These discussions will also explore best practices and emerging trends in the field of organizational change, effectiveness, resiliency, and leadership. And now, here's your host, Dan Olson. Hello, Change Chums. Welcome to our first presidential podcast. On June 1st, 2018, the Minnesota Change Management Network will transition to its fifth board of directors. To commemorate this epic event, I sat down with their outgoing and incoming presidents, Stacey Ferguson and Scott Yeager, to pick their brains on a wide range of topics. In this unfiltered conversation... Stacy and Scott share their perspectives on MNCMN's accomplishments, the state of the Twin Cities change management ecosystem, change management certification and its benefits for job seekers and the industry, and their goals for the coming year. We also follow a few rabbit trails regarding labor estimating tools, creating SOWs, delivering value on a project, readiness reviews, end user advocacy, working yourself out of a job, and lots more. If you're in the mood to completely geek out on some granular change management, blocking, and tackling, then this is the podcast for you. And now, the Presidential Podcast. All right, so the um, next month, on what date, or is it this month? June 1st. June 1st is when the transition happens. Mm -hmm. Will it be a peaceful transition, or is there going to be a coup? (laughs) No, it will be a peaceful I think it'll be a peaceful transition. I, can't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we're going to see pitchforks and no pitchforks and torches. People keep asking me, "Are you excited?" I'm like, <laughs> I didn't find this to be this hellish experience. I thought it was a great experience, and am I glad that Scott's taking over? Sure, but I'm not disappearing, as he continues to remind me. So it's all it's going to be great. Well, let her disappear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't have an option. No, and I I, I don't think that's. I actually honor the role of past president as part of my responsibility, and I also think it's there's going to be plenty of work for him to keep the team going on the path, and so there's a lot of other things we've started or need to continue that I can just help keep going. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I see, I see the, the past president role being, you know, not less of a figurehead and more of a, you know, a, you know one being a voice of reason and, and stability, right? Of you know from the past, but also you know we have some stuff that we need need that continuity for someone to take mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. And I think you know there's never enough hands. Right. Obviously, being With a volunteer, volunteer not group, group yeah. and 
there's never enough knowledgeable hands. So like people who really know what we need to do. And we've started some things that they're going to require additional, you know, follow through. And you really can't depend on brand new people to the board to pick it up and run with it and then get it done the way it needs to be. So I feel good about it. I I don't think I'll be smoking cigarettes and hanging out on a patio. There'll be work to do for sure. There's time for that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's me part of his turn. <laughs> All right, so June 1st then represents the what number board is this now? That, that will be the start of the sixth board. Sixth? Wow. No, the start of the fifth. Yeah, fifth. 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 I'm the fourth president. He will be the fifth president. Wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. Where does time go? I know. That's amazing. Like lightning. So, what have been the accomplishments of the year? Well, see, so now you're grabbing my thunder. Um, I think, so. well, first of all, the fact that we made it through the year with, we had some early turnover. People realized they couldn't handle the, the commitment, the, just didn't work in their schedule. They had life changes, whatever. So being able to survive through that and have a intact board that produced throughout the year and relatively uninterrupted, I think, for the membership, they didn't see a difference. Um, brought in our Synergos, our membership support organization, which is really cracked open the can and hopefully will enable Scott to be able to do a lot of different things in this upcoming year. But mm-hmm. doing that was big. Yep. Um, I think that, that that's a huge, that's yeah. a huge yeah. one, right? Because that that's a, you know, a, a service provider that, that helps the organization. And it, what it does is it, it really focuses on the administrivia yeah. stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. It maintains the members at database. It yep. does their finances. It, you know, it helps, you know, process the communications mm-hmm. and things like that. It maintains the website. You know, and that's stuff that, you know, in a volunteer organization, it's a hard time to do your day job and then do that stuff. So they can take that on and it allows our members to really focus on, or our board members to really focus on being much more strategic and intent. And strengthening to Yeah, yes, exactly. Right, taking it. So I think that the organization is now well positioned to go to the next level. Yeah. I also think this organization we brought on, they have expertise in membership-driven organizations. Right. In, um, you know, and then in all the kind of different strategies you need to support, reduce turnover, you know, all those kinds of things, reduce retention, I should say, increase retention. Mm -hmm. And then just, you know, how do you engage additional members and drive membership and those type of things. Plus, they, they, they do this for several other organizations, and this is what they've done. So they're bringing to us, it's like having your personal live library right there. And they're, the people that we have assigned to us or whatever, or William, the president and their CEO has been engaged with us. He's actually come to a yeah. summit. Yeah. Summit. And wow. also That's and impressive. we've dined with him and spent time with him. And then the, the people we have assigned are just, they do feel like part of the organization, which is, yeah, which is important. So when we have board meetings, we, we typically have the board meetings at their office mm-hmm. and it's like, well, we're, we're, we're all one happy family. Yeah. Right? Sure. So it, and it there, you, really well. you can kind of quickly delegate, can you take care? Of it? Yep, yep. So it's it's nice to have people who can just take and do some of the miscellaneous things that you need to to just get to the next meeting. Plus, yeah. they do things like notes and all that other yeah, thing they're, that. And they're 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 <laughs> they're, they're they're bringing rigor yes. to, to the madness yep. that we needed. So For sure, it's awesome. Well, that's good. Yeah, it just shows the evolution and the maturity yes. of you know we've come yeah, along. Change, change people are you know traditionally you know you know kind of out there sometimes sometimes they need to be reeled in. Yeah, and and, and uh, they do a good job of reeling us in and saying, "Okay, yeah. here's yeah. what we need to do." And I think based on you know, again, every board is different, has different personalities, have different skill sets. So I think they are a good piece of continuity for us. Yeah, no matter mm-hmm. who we've got engaged, right? Um, and they can hold people accountable through us, so we can just act on. They're like, "Hey, we didn't get this. Okay, no problem. We can follow up on that." 
you know, we can get that taken care of instead of trying to keep it all in track up here. So um, we were talking about victories for the year. One thing that I've noticed as a participant of going to the summits is thematically your speakers have been phenomenal. And, and, it, and it feels that's, like that's a big win for the year. And that's, that, that was a conscious decision. Yeah, yeah talk about and, that. And uh, that was brought by Heidi. Yeah. It was an awesome find. So Heidi Dorman came on and <clears throat> took over programming, um, not all the way in the year. We were actually a few months into the year. She came in. And she, because she is in the field, she gets it. And also mm-hmm. being someone who owns a practice in a consulting firm, she's like, you know, it'd be nice if we could have like a theme and throughout the whole year and literally chapters in a book. And she, you know, basically have a little encyclopedia Britannica at the end of the year where you have all these tools that you've learned and all these speakers and really deliver to people holistic value. Cause we were, we've been drum beating the drum of membership value the whole time. And she, she came up with a great plan. She's also a very, driven um, go-getter and so she will take it on find the people she's really gotten a little bit more um, scrutinous in reviewing and prepping people for these so when we walk in we don't have people who are speaking and walking away or you know mm-hmm. just all those little weird things you're like oh why did you not get coached about this and right. so she does all that prep work ahead of time and then instituted follow-up um, surveys out to the members who attended so now we're getting kind of instantaneous mm-hmm. feedback so she can adjust micro adjust or say hmm, something to consider long term and those are to me are all like pro additions to programming which was our strong suit anyway so it's like gosh she just yeah. took summits to a whole new level which was awesome right yeah i think that yeah and that's something we want to take forward for the new year as well sure. that, that um <clears throat> so heidi being the the chair she has the vice chair now the intent is really to kind of help that vice chair Understand. Okay, this is this is how this is, this is the quality of speakers. This is the thematic that we want to build on, and this is the this is where we want to go with that. So we're pretty excited about that. Yeah. Plus, she's a known commodity to us, so it's kind of a nice thing to have someone. She's new to this role, new to the organization from that perspective. But Scott has a relationship her with her, and yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's just nice to have that known, but yet fresh. And like I said, she's hard yeah, charging, she so it's with great. Me. She is part of Accenture at Best Buy, and. When I left, she was she stayed. She she's she's her career has gone on very well. Mm-hmm. So it's been awesome to watch. It's cool. And she's relatively young in her career. She's not old and crusty. When you she's not at, a gray hair compared to yeah in us, comparison myself. to us. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> she's not a gray hair. <laughs> and so it's it's nice. It's a nice balance. Yeah. So um, one of the things that uh, so for basically a year I wasn't attending because uh, I was busy doing other stuff and now that I'm back it blows me away <laughs> that I mean you still consistently get I mean fifty or seventy we're, people we're, we're at capacity today yeah yeah for, for today's event we have one hundred and eight yep. people and we've oh had God, capacity awesome. for probably four out of the last five or three out of the last four and it's it. it you know, we thought we'd peak at when we had Connor come to our yeah. summit, which, of course, that was a huge That was attendant. a big deal. That was yep. a packed house. But it has consistently mm-hmm. stayed up during months when we'd expect it to go down. And even around mm-hmm. the holiday time, when, again, you typically have a lull in December, the place was 70 people, 80 people. And that is, that's almost doubling some of our attendance from oh, man, the previous I, year. So I it's remember like going and it was like the, the, the 15 usual yeah. suspects, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, which is great. Which but is awesome, I mean, right? but now, I mean, and this is what so excites me is, is you guys are having an impact on the ecosystem now. For sure. I mean, you're, you're, you're getting a, a broader group of people showing mm-hmm. up. You're building excitement around and, change and, management. And that's, I mean, you and I have talked about that, and I think that we really want to take that. that. That's one of the things that I want to look at 
uh, as we go forward, that as, as seasoned practitioners that we are, you know, how are we developing the next generation? You know, who, who are we looking at, uh, you know, to bring, you know, so Shannon Bittany is going to be yeah, following in my steps as, as a vice president. She's awesome. Um, she's, you know, she's not as tenured as, as myself in terms of years of service, but she's got some great experience. And, and, right. and, and so I think that that's kind of the next generation that mm-hmm. we need to look at and start building and, and, and building that out. Um, you know, I think that I, for, from terms of a membership perspective for the Minnesota Change Management Network, going forward, one of the things, you know, so Jody Fagey is coming in and taking over membership. Jody and I have had some extensive conversations of saying, okay, where, where are some untapped resources, right. stakeholder groups out there that we have not reached in, into? And so, you know, what immediately floats to the top are the universities that are around here, you know? Right. You know, St. Thomas, the U, mm-hmm. you know, all these things, you know, we could, we could be reaching out to them and reaching out to their student organizations yeah. and saying, hey, have you heard of us? Mm-hmm. You know, we'd like to come talk to you. And I was just <clears> talking <throat> to a professional development potential vice chair mm-hmm. because we did not get one elected in this election and so and she was asking me what kinds of things would would she say I would want to continue to do or work on for the next year and that's exactly what we were talking about is understanding our ecosystem both you know corporations and organizations that do change management so mm-hmm. I think we have some of that we have some of those as members and attendees right. and on board but we also um, need to understand more holistically what they need and want because a lot of a large population of our membership are practitioners who want to work in in the field, right? So they want to go out there and do that work. And then also the other side being the universities that are feeding it and where, where are their growing programs and how can we influence or tap in and give our members maybe opportunities to engage with universities, vice versa. I mean, our board, I think we have been pretty lucky in the last few years. We've been engaged with being on panels and being representatives of the practice out there kind of. Right. But I think um, the more we can do that, I think the better it will be because it's just spreading the love. Good evangelism, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, talking about level of tenure and the fact that there's such a broad range of skills, one of the things I love about the Minnesota Change Management Network is that there's a lot of people who have their own particular business acumen and experience, but they don't have change. So then they go do the, the ProSci three-day that you offer, and then, you know, as a former uh, consulting and staffing firm owner, I was able to place them. Mm-hmm. And Scott, you've been able to, to take people like that and, mm-hmm. and bring them in to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about, you know, mm-hmm. your educational outreach into the mm-hmm. ecosystem. And, you know, you're doing the three day, ProSci three-day three times, three times a, year. a year now? Yeah. So, first of all, we brought it to the Twin Cities. It never came here before. It was never – it never – they never held it here until MNCMN, which was part of – right as I was coming in as VP, they started bringing it in. Well, as my, in my presidency, in the very beginning, I signed a three-year contract. So, they're like – they had the commitment and we had the commitment to say we need to make sure to offer this because more and more organizations require it and want it and have it yep. be a part of their um, kind and, of and be a part of how they practice. If I'm not mistaken, Minnesota Change Management Network is the first organization they've done that with. Absolutely. Yep. Right. Absolutely. And and you know, Tim <clears throat> Creasy either innovation chief innovation officer continues to tell us how this is absolutely becoming one of the bigger meccas of change which is i think is a huge deal because that needle moved in three years because it didn't we were you know yeah. a secondary potential consideration after the chicago's and whatnot so i think the fact that we're now becoming uh, a place people come and mm-hmm. also you know with daryl connor coming within my tenure on the board 
Daryl Connor now comes here and he regularly and he's always, what can I do next? When can I come back? What can we do? So oh, that's cool. that kind of uh, developing it as a hub and not just we want people to come here, but they want to come here and, and teach yeah. and share. Um, I mean, they get it. They get that organizations here need it and want it. And it's a place to come and help spread the word. And I also think, you know, it's all about relationships, right? So they're meeting all these people who are out there practicing and owning practices. And mm-hmm. it kind of feeds them as well as us. And I think we'll only have more of that. We have some more already queued up. Shannon, as she left professional development, has queued up a couple additional kind of tools and, and processes to share with our groups and certifications. Events, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that'll just continue to grow. What's the plan? It's cool to see how the early boards who piloted and mm-hmm. tested some yep. of those relationship things like with with ProSci, with the three-day, and then Connor came mm-hmm. a while back yep. too, but now the frequency is increasing. And, yep. and he's on, you know, it's on point. Like he's calling us and saying, what are we going to book for cool. this year? So we're helping him figure out what this looks like in a regular way. So, yeah, no, it's been, that's, that part has been what's to me been one of the more satisfying contributions to the practice within the Twin Cities because we're not just people, people can come and network is a huge piece. So I'm not, yep. I do not dismiss well, that at all. There's energy, there's right. community. Right. I mean, there's learning there. Yep. And then be able to bring and, you know, kind of sponsor some of the um, opportunity, the certifications, et cetera, that they really want and need. I think it's a huge bonus. Well, and what Connor brings in, it, with his philosophy is, you know, more for the experienced practitioners. Mm-hmm. I think the process stuff is the is the rigor that everyone needs. The beginner basics, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, kind of certification type stuff. Right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you actually, on your job postings that you put for mm-hmm. the people you bring into your organization, you're mm-hmm. asking for process certification. What does that give you as a... Um, a, co- a client or you know someone who's looking for change practitioners I think, I think that it allows us a, a common language right it's a starting point for a common language we, we um, uh, so um, <clears throat> at Medtronic we've been able to establish a, um, a our own toolkit right uh, but it's loosely based on on, on the pro side tools uh, we we have um, customized that for our own uh, project work but <clears throat> that the the point of view that we have is if you have that certification, that's an entryway into the conversation, right? So you have a common language now right. that you can you can engage with my team and we can engage with you to say, okay, how much do you really know about this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then I think that um, that allows um, us to have some assurances that, you know, you, you, know, that you, you do have a solid background. <clears throat> and then... Um, they're tools, you know. They're, they're, they're tools. You know, I, I, I joke about it. You know, my, my definition of, of you know change management is you know common sense that with methodology wrapped around it. You know, it, mm-hmm. we, we, the stuff that we do only makes sense to do, right? It makes sense to conduct a stakeholder analysis of who's who's being you know, who's who in the zoo, right? It makes sense to document. You know the change impacts to those to those stakeholder groups. It makes sense to plan your communications, right? right. But we have tools that help mm-hmm. us kind of wrap all that stuff around. And the, and you know the funny thing is that people who are not versed in this this industry, you know, look at that and go, "Wow, you guys, that's mm-hmm. amazing! Mm-hmm. How did you come up with that?" Mm-hmm. And I look at them like, Magic. "It's common sense, isn't it?" <laughs> you know, but not but, common practice. No, right, but, right. Yeah, it is. That's a, that's a good point. It's not common practice. Well, and I think me being out independent in different organizations to come in and they say, "Do you think it's worth it for us to you know invest in this or send mm-hmm. people to certify?" And it's it's just interesting to be able to 
help them apply. I said, you know, you can do that or not. And they have certain, then they'll also kind of, well, we bought this from this group. And I'm like, well, you know, buying the group does not make a practice and does not make a discipline within your organization. Similar to, should we look at this person who has this certification? I said, well, it's one of many things that you should look at with their skill set and their whole package or whatever. So I think it's, um, I think we advocate it in MNCMN. It's, it's a great basic tool set and it's, it's obviously commonly used and known. So it's a great way to walk in with some, like you said, common language, table stakes, but it's more than that. So, you know, that's where you network and learn and but have more experience. I, I mean, I, I fought ProSci for years. I was like, I will not take I it. I didn't want to take it. And, and you and I took it. Yeah, we took I it recall. together. Yeah. And, and, um, Hallelujah. That was the first one that was provided. That was, that was, that was the first session that was provided here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, through the, mm-hmm. yeah, through the Minnesota through yep. Network. And, um, um, so shout out to that year's board for Woo-hoo. bringing it in. Yeah. Right. And, and so that was, it was... Um, I mean, I, I, I truly, you know, am appreciative of what ProSci brings to the table, mm-hmm. you know, for our industry. Uh, and I think it's, it's something that um, is really helpful. Yeah. So as a vendor mm-hmm. who has brought you uh, candidates, one of the things I've noticed is it makes it easier for you to, to know if the candidate's, you know, worth their, right. worth their right. beans. But then once you select them, mm-hmm. you know you can get them up to speed faster. Correct. So onboarding yeah. goes quicker. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. It's similar to most practices, right? If you're PMI certified, well, at least you know you have right. that. If you come in with a bachelor's degree in whatever, at least you know you have that. A master's degree in that, at least you know you have that. So there's a level of understanding. And certainly depending on what your need is in whatever organization for whatever project, that, that can be a benefit, huge bonus for you or or not, depending on what the situation is. Mm-hmm. So um, not to go down a rabbit hole, but because I've had the uh, the – the blessing of working with each of you so <laughs> for so many years, oh, I know oh. some of your some of the things that uh, I just think are outstanding about you. Um, so, Scott, two of the things that I love about what you bring to bear with tool specific things is a really good estimator tool <clears throat> on how to how to analyze a project and then be able to. Um, develop a labor estimate of how much change is going to be necessary and then codify it into an SOW that, I mean, you make the contracting with your internal clients so smooth. Talk about the scar tissue that was <laughs> to get to that point. Um, yeah, I mean, it, so the, the, the inception of that tool came from my years of, you know, working through working with Accenture, you know, and, and Accenture is an amazing organization to... Um, you know, they, they really teach you that you know you, you need to you need to need to have a foundation of how, what what are you doing, right? You need, you need to justify kind of what you're doing. How do you justify that? You you do a bottoms up. You know, x number of widgets times x number of hours equals you know this is the effort. <clears throat> and so, I think you and I had talked when I was at Best Buy, and and we had some tools that we we kind of were looking at and. And um, I think one of the tools that you and I had talked about way back then, I, it was the foundation of the the, the, the estimator that I have now. Um, <clears throat> a lot of a lot of a lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into developing that. But what it does is is it pulls it. Um, the <clears throat> it, it's a great tool because it allows us to, um, uh, as you say, quantify what our effort will be 
for this book of work. We think this is a complex project, therefore here's the deliverables that we would, we would, we would provide to you, here's what, the, here's what the total hours would be, here's what the resource plan would be for that. That goes into our statement of work. <clears throat> um, what we're finding is that, that as the change practice, as the change, as the change management office at our organization, we're one of the few organi- we're one of the few groups that's actually providing that statement of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, other organizations are saying, "Oh, well, why don't you? You know, how big? What are you doing? Oh, okay, well, why don't you use Dan? You know, half time, half time. Uh, for how long? For how long? Yeah. You know, uh, well, well, how yeah. long is your project? Right? You know, you know, what's Dan going to do? Uh, he's smart. He'll figure it out. You know, and it's and, I, and when I engage in when I heard some of those conversations, I was like, I ain't doing that, right? 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 Because I need to. I need to be able to one because. You know, constantly I see people questioning the value that change management's bringing to the table, right? They're like, well, what, you know, what are you going to do, write some emails for us? Right. And I'm like... This is all kumbaya. You're yeah. going right. to be yeah. Yeah. a fun yeah. committee. We don't need any Bringing workshops. brownies. We don't, we don't need any workshops, you know? And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. And so having that statement of work really put that in front of the client and they go, Wow. Right, you know, this is the stuff you're going to do, right? And 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 part of the conversation around the statement of work is what's the value of that deliverable, right? right? How does it's that outcome based? How, how does that meet in? How does that play play into the change plan, right? Yep. What happens over this nine month project, you know? And and one of the tools that I use in that is I I, I start from I work backwards, right? I work I start from go live, I say what does a successful go live look like? A successful go live is you know users are you know in your system or there's a level of adoption they or they, if they have questions they know where to go well how did they get there well they went to training oh what well, happened to training oh training was you know and so we work backwards from what are those events mm-hmm. over that you know nine month plan and, and and then we tie that back to the statement of work and saying this is this is what that thing does <clears throat> I think in generally after that conversation, and it's usually about a half-hour conversation, right, that people are like, wow, like, I had no idea. I thought we were just going to create some training. We're like, well, yeah, and, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, and so, you know, the scar tissue is that, that, that I think that people initially don't understand the breadth and depth of what's needed so that if, if we just said, Oh well, you're going to use the Dan needs to be on that project full time, and he'd be like, "Are you smoking? You know what? No, we just need some we just need some emails sent out." And it's like, "Okay, let's have a chat." Right? right. And so that's what this that's what our our intake process really helps clarify, quantify, codify, mm-hmm. whatever you want to say around. No, this this is what you need. Well, based, on, based on what you told us about this project, this is what you need. And that rigor becomes an education, and then you start to lift up, you know. Well, yeah, so to, to a point, I mean, I recently, I mean, this happened like last week. Um, we, we did a statement of work. We did the estimate. I mean, we did the, you know, I, the, there was the assessment came in. We determined, okay, this is a big deal. So as a big deal, I'm going to plug in big deal into the estimator, and, and we're going to come up with and We came up with a number. And we, we initially we proposed, you know, like this is the this is the level of work, this is the statement of work, this is what's gonna happen. And the people engaged us and they were like, Oh wow, well we actually thought it would be more. I'm like, why? You know, you know, I not what I see. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think this is they're like, Well, because of this, this is so we found out more and I was like, Okay. So we went back. <clears throat> Long story short, we, we engaged, we got a resource that so we got a resource plugged in. 
about a month into it, they were like, oh, yeah, we don't have any money. And, and it was like, and so I was like, "Are you kidding me?" What would we say for that, Dan? And no bucks, no, no bucks, Rogers, Rogers, right? So I pulled in, I pulled in the portfolio manager on that, and he was livid because he goes, and anyway, I just talked to him today. He goes, "I know you guys did the due diligence. I know that what you put in front of them is the right amount of work. I know that you nice. know what what you what you did is the right thing because what they did was wrong." And I was like, nice. thank you. Victory. Can I, can I, you know. So you build credibility, you yeah. build right. authority, yeah. you build yeah. expertise. and Yeah. Yeah. And since I had the opportunity to work in Scott's organization briefly on a couple of projects, one of the things that they have, another tool besides the estimator, is they have the readiness review. And what that does for everyone yeah, in the organization is very eye-opening. The, the funny is I'm sitting here listening to Scott. I'm like, you know, I actually, I do readiness. The One of my standard tools that I apply is the readiness assessment. A little bit more brief than mm-hmm. the readiness review, but it's something that I start with, and then that's how I build my plan, especially when you come into organizations that don't have any kind of change methodology and don't use practice at all, but they know they need help, so it's a good way to start in, but just thinking about that, listening to what he was saying, and it's like, yep, your readiness review and just preparing people in, in foundational ways and getting them aligned around some information is was pretty key and, as and well. And that's the thing, you know, we, we even talked about that one of the recent summit meetings you know mm-hmm. that that you know the panel discussion we mm-hmm. had <clears throat> and um one of the things that I said there is, you know, we, we often we often see ourselves as the advocate for the end user, mm-hmm. right? Totally. You, know, you know, trying to trying to make sure that, you know, we the proper that that user is ready for that go live or event, whatever that is. Um, if the, they they've been trained or they've been communicated or they know where to go if they have questions, all that type of stuff. Well, how did that happen, right? And and so that it's kind of like I said, it worked backwards on that. The readiness review. To me, is we adopted it from our, our SAP uh, implementations, and we modified it for you know quote unquote non SAP implementations, and really what that is 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 making sure ensuring that you know three major stakeholder groups are coming together to have a conversation, the business and the business leadership from that representation, the project team and the leadership from that project team, and the IT organization, mm-hmm. and so we're 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 bringing those people together to talk about metrics. That we helped identify with their input, mm-hmm. right, and and, and making sure that they they're the ones who are reporting out on those metrics. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything that's off, you know, red, you know, mm-hmm. red or yellow, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing to get back on track? But or more importantly, if it's going to stay red or you're going to stay yellow, what are you going to do to get make sure that your organization is ready mm-hmm. so that when that event happens, that, 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 that it's not a surprise, right? And so that's really been an effective, you know, practice that the change team has done of, like, bringing those parties together to have that conversation and, and quote-unquote, managing yeah. that change. Right? It's the ultimate <clears throat> consultant kind of situation. Right. So. Well, so often I think that when you have a change team that's aligned with IT teams, the IT teams will use the change people to be the universal translators yeah, with the business group. Right. What the readiness reviews do, and, and, and you have a pretty rigorous frequency of having multiple mm-hmm. yep. readiness reviews throughout the uh, the life of a project. What's cool about that is that you start to shift. You, you, change becomes the catalyst or the facilitator of the discussions, and mm-hmm. there's a better relationship between the business team mm-hmm. and IT. Then. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, for me, that's where I want to make sure that the... Um, that's where it's important from a change management practice or a change management industry 
that we don't become commoditized, mm-hmm. right? Oh. So so that we testify. Do, so so that testify. so that we're not just um, oh you're the communications people, you know oh or the fund committee oh, you're the fund committee, you know mm-hmm. yeah, like you know no it's 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 that it's and what I used to do when I was like century we used to talk about that holistic approach, mm-hmm. right? It's all of that coming together, all of that making sure that we have a plan, you know, all of that coming together so that you have that level of adoption and and minimize that disruption to the business. Mm-hmm. You know you're going to have some disruption, but at least let's kind of tamp it down to an acceptable level. Sounds like a good thing. All right, let me share some love with you now. Ooh. So some of the stuff I dig about you is that you bring so many other disciplines to bear, like mm-hmm. you're a Six Sigma black belt. Mm-hmm. Um, you've done every role within an organization mm-hmm. how do you bring that On to bear business. with change management well the funny thing is is you come in the door right what i think that helps me be able to do is not come in speaking change speak right off the bat but i can come in and and i say meet them where they are and talk to whoever it is in whatever industry and whatever level in the organization and start talking to them about what is their problem where are their people at has have people been paid attention to within the the confines of their organization as well as what they're dealing with and just can start there. And then, you know, you automatically you can talk about culture. You may not using the word culture cause that can be a <laughs> throw off for people, but you can start talking about, okay, what is the culture like here? You can start doing your assessment in a nice conversation and then say right away, you know, I want to talk to people and, you know, sometimes people are taken aback a little by that, but I'm like, I want to talk to your sponsor, your top of the house, whoever we're dealing with. I want to talk to your peeps in the middle, and then I want to start talking to the people who will be impacted by this change right off the bat. Right. And they, I think um, initially people are like, well, you get a lot of why, or, you know, why do you have to do all these stakeholder interviews? Why do you have to talk to people? I said, because although I appreciate your input, I want to hear what the people have to say about your organization and what, what honestly, what's keeping them from adopting whatever you're trying to introduce to them. And I think um, unlearning from their organization briefly. So I think that little bit of investment up front, talking to all the organization really helps to go forward. And then when I start hearing what the challenges are, I can say, this is a process problem. This, is, this maybe is a technology adoption problem. This is a structure problem. We bring in HR. You know, it's like whatever you kind of diagnose based on what they're saying, where the actual issue is. And I think um, people don't always, they don't go, oh, well, you're, you're talking about, some people say, why are you talking about this HR stuff? I said, because this is the problem from your people adopting whatever you're trying to put in place, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people are surprised. I think a lot of times people are relieved because they just need help. So they're not like, why are you talking about process to me right now? Um, I can pull out my resume and show them that I'm qualified or whatever, but right. they don't. They I don't tend that. to experience that. Yeah, because they are just glad to have the help. And I'm, I consider myself more of a problem solver, kind of taking the big hairball, figuring it out, figuring out how they're going to get over this huge, unsurmountable activity, um, and being strategic with the work that I do, not just you know blank. Oh, I got to need everybody in a room for six hours, five <laughs> times a week, or what you know, nothing like that. Right. So. Um, I think it, it helps me be a little bit more realistic and be specific about what I'm helping him with. Um, I will tell you, because also as a change person, you're asking them questions that they've probably never been asked. You end up being a little bit of a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to keep allow people to vent or dump their stuff, but then we need to get to productivity. We need to get to productive. Yeah. Yeah. And say, okay, that's great. Mm-hmm. Captured that. 
Yep. Free therapy, think, no. Right, right, right. Not free therapy. But I think the proof's in the pudding, too. So if they see you starting to act on what you gave and they feel like you kept them confidential but at the same time took their concerns in, then they can get behind you. And, you know, I just actually had a conversation today. I was literally on the phone, but I was, like, cheering because this business leader who had been a victim when I walked in the door to all the problems and why they hadn't rolled this project out successfully was telling me what she had done to try to move forward with the resource request, which wasn't even her to do. Mm-hmm. But what she, well, I could get this person to do this and this. And then can we review the rollout communication plan? And it was just like, oh, it was just yeah. like this huge win that, not that I won her over because she wasn't resistant to me, but she thought this was, <clears throat> there's no way this was going to happen. And she was now facilitating this to happen in multiple ways. And she had a naysayer person who was her key team member in this project. And Along board, brought on board, and I, I first thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to have this huge coaching mm-hmm. job to do. And in reality, coach the leader to coach her person, right? Which is how it should happen. Right. Exactly. And she just was able to say, hey, you're on board, or you're, and you're going, or we're going to have to figure something else out. So nice. it was, a, it was a nice little reality check, and I got to take a victory lap around my living room after I got off the call and go, yes, that hmm. happened. I remember, yeah, when I was getting my graduate degree, and, and, and I was at Clarkson. I remember I had a, I had a um, professor, um, Dr. Victor Pease, who I, mean, was, I didn't know anything about consulting. I didn't even know how to spell it, right? And 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 we were talking about organizational. It, they didn't, the term change management wasn't even around then. And, and I think that um, I remember distinctly him saying, talking to the to the class, saying, um, "You know, you've been successful as a consultant when your client turns to you and goes, I think I'm good." Like I, I think I got this. You know, you, you basically get yourself mm-hmm. out of a job, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? You know, yeah, sure. you've been successful. For sure. That they can now do what yeah. you were. Love you're right. Yeah. And the other thing I would say, just it's not only listening to them, but it's I feel like when I sit down on a job, let's say, because that's what it is, I own it just like them. I don't see myself as outside the organization or separate. I see myself as side by side with them, trying to solve this problem, and I own right. it as much as them. Absolutely. Now I can't care more than them as yeah. far as the solutions and when we get problems. Care more, care more your right, but um, I think I I don't I don't act like an outsider, and I don't sure. talk to them like an outsider. I help them along. Mm-hmm. Again, it's meet them where they are because you can be the lone reed in a river, but you're going to be crushed and sucking in a lot of water if you're the only one who gets what you're talking about. So I think if we can kind of really help people um, understand and rise up. And the reality is not everybody will get to where you would like them to be. They're just going to get to where they need to be. Um, And again, I always try to leave behind, you know, transition knowledge and leave behind some tools or things for them to think about. And, you know, my client that you actually down engage with me on a little bit um, have called me back to help consult on the little change council they developed and that to me is like I'm like oh and they're doing all the right things and they're they're not really even stubbing their toes so much because we had a pretty grueling year with them of yep. you know bathing in their fun. Yep. Um so I think they really are open to what they need to do and they realize it's not so hard and they weren't so far off the market it was just a matter of adjustment. So hopefully they're also seeing benefits which is why they're continuing to invest. And and building on what you were talking about, what I often tell my team is you know because we we've kind of established or tried to establish an internal consulting group for mm-hmm. for our organization is is really for them to, for my team to understand it's not your change mm-hmm. right you mm-hmm. and 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 for them you, you can be passionate about it yep. you can you can make sure you're 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 working hard mm-hmm. right like that but like I, I I often say to one a couple if they're talking about the change network and establishing a change network I'm like who runs those meetings. Yep. 
And they're like, well, I do. I go, who presents the materials? And if they say I do, I'm like, mm-hmm. wrong. Time out. Yep. Yeah. It's not, Switch chairs. It's, it's Switch not, chairs. <laughs> not your meeting to yep. present. Yep. It's well, not, and I think it's not your change to, yeah, it's to a, get me. And I, I, I was a victim of that. Yeah, when it's a I, hard thing as a practitioner was, for sure. Was, you know, big four consulting. You know, I, I, I wanted to be the smartest person in the room, and I wanted everyone to know how smart I was, right? And I remember one of my clients uh, down in Chicago. I remember, you know, after, after the change in network meeting, she, she said, flat out, "Why did Scott present?" And I was like, because I'm the smartest person in the room. <laughs> like, you know, and she's like, you know, yeah. you know, I didn't say those words, but you know, I'm like, well, it's, you know, I, you know and she yeah. was like, well, it's no. hard not to want to help them get there right. faster. And she was like, like oh. she was like, Bill should be presenting, and I was, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, right. So it, it, I, that was really a, a strong lesson learned for me back when that, that it's like. Sure, I can. I can help facilitate the change. I can. I can do. I can be the quote unquote the puppet master behind the scenes and help and make sure that everything's in place. But when it comes down to it, it's not my change. Yeah, you can lead the horse to water. You can even shove their head under the water, but you cannot make them drink. And that's the reality. That's the hardest part I think about our profession is. Even when somebody says, "I want you in here. I want. I need what you have." We've got to start doing things differently. Some just can't. Their, their organization just can't make the change. And that's the reality. And I always tell, you know, sometimes in order to change people, you got to change the people. And sometimes you just, you can't make the change. It's, you know, it's like we are in this business. We want to be in this business. Sometimes you just can't switch that. But, but I found more often than not, I can help them in some way, whatever it is. And especially in the last 10 years when I've been out independent, I've never not been able to help them move and accomplish their goals. Hopefully you do even more, but not always. There we are, right? Oh, we got pause for a picture. We're paused for, for, for a selfie. Woohoo! That this actually happened yeah. in our great view that we have. Good point. <laughs> so First Scott, of all, that this actually happened, we're all together in one room. Right, exactly. So, Scott, talk a little bit about what you think the next year holds. What, are, what do you want to drive for? What do you think is on the horizon for the Minnesota Change Management Network? I, I think that, you know, we. Um, Continuing on the, the successes we had this past year, there, there was a lot of stabilization uh, that we had at the leadership level. Uh, I think that there was a lot of, um, you know, building on the Synergos uh, relationship. Um, I think now we, um, as we talked a little bit about before, is that enables our board members to think more strategically. I think that now that we can have them really do that, we're going to have some great ideas come forward. I don't even know what those ideas are. In some of those instances, I mean, we have some ideas that we're taking forward going into June first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that you know, there's going to be some ideas that come out of this board that we're be like, oh yeah, why don't we do that? You know, and so that what I want to make sure is that the membership feels like they're getting value out of their hundred and twenty-five dollars, yep. and that they're bring, and that they're bringing their friends and saying, it's only one hundred twenty-five dollars, right? You know, why wouldn't you, you invest that? Out. Well, especially for the energy in the room. I mean, people yeah. leave jazz, like, yeah. and that's a big point. I mean, we mentioned that during our panel a couple, mm-hmm. you know, the, two months ago or something like that. Is that you know, our, you know, as a change practitioner, you're on the front lines, and and you take it takes energy sure. to be on the front lines. Training. And if you're an independent, mm-hmm. oftentimes you're there alone. I'm lucky enough that I got a team of you know 25 to 30 people that I can share. He can that make with, them right? listen to him. <laughs> but 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 but. You know, if you're, you know, if, even if you're on a smaller team, of yeah, two or three, for sure. You know, if you walk into a room, there's 108 people that are practicing your trade. 
you can get re-energized. Mm-hmm. And, and totally. I think that that's awesome. And right? ideas and networks. And, 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 yeah. and being able to, yeah, exactly, to network, take forward, and get re-energized for that next month. Well, that was the original idea is mm-hmm. how do we get a group of people together to commiserate? Yep. To have that support group to say, hey, I need a, everyone got an idea, I need X, Y, and Z. You well, know? that was the office hour. Yeah, 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 we did we, that. We, we did yeah. FSA so was a Best Buy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good that the community continues to grow. Yeah. Any other final thoughts? Well, you didn't necessarily ask, but I'll offer. <laughs> what was my biggest surprise in this last year with Ooh, Minnesota Change Management Network? Sure. Um, so. I've been a leader since I was a teenager. Like literally my role was a leader as a manager. I was uh, elected officers in different groups, whatever. Um, And so coming into this, the one thing when I look back, not that there wasn't great leaders in the past, I'm not saying that, but that I looked at this team that I was assembling. So my board, like similar to where Scott was, and I'm like, wow, they need, I feel like my job is head coach, maybe not leader, head head coach. So I have to keep them going towards the common ground because I realized what had been missing in the past years wasn't that there wasn't smart people, wasn't that there wasn't great, cool ideas, and that there wasn't a supply of practitioners out there, but that we really needed to um, work together as a team and keep that philosophy. And again, right off the bat, we had we had like the quarterback go down with a broken leg. We lost mm-hmm. our receiver. I mean, we lost some key players in the beginning that were unfortunate and it, you know, it totally made us think about our structure differently and how we had to get work done. But I have to tell you the one thing I was surpri- in positively surprised about because I see the positive outcome of the year was how much time I had to spend with them, coaching them one-on-one individually. Mm. And um, so not only during our board meetings and not during, you know, just our summits and talking with people, but really just talking with them and making sure, okay, so I heard this follow-up phone call. So yep. on that call, you just said, blah, 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 talk to me. Um, I think that also helps some people decide maybe this wasn't for them because I'm, I'm not about low performance. And this last year wasn't about low performance. We did a lot of things and, and moved it forward, again, as much as you can in a volunteer professional organization. Um, so I think it was um, a year where I spent a lot of time. It was funny. My kids started joking about like, oh, it's the phone call after you get home from work and you're on the phone. You're walking around. The ki-. You know, it's like while I'm making dinner, I'm doing these things. And <laughs> I said, yeah, that's life. But um, to me, it was a it's kind of a um, labor of love in that it's it's leadership. It's developing them as individuals and helping kind of get over the it's like change management. How about that? It's change leadership, like getting over the hurdles, helping them understand push pointing them to connect to people um and scott was an awesome partner and tag team i'm like okay after we got out from a meeting okay we need to make a few calls yep who's calling you just because we you know in the beginning especially had some green people and some people who maybe were like "Mm, i don't know if this person's gonna make it and like i said a couple people decided it wasn't for them and uh, we had some people really step up in big ways and perform Mm -hmm. and now some of them are current are going to be scott's leaders so that's the the benefit of it all absolutely I think a lot of times people think that <clears throat> nonprofits or, or associations that mm-hmm. people just show up, they bring their yep. best selves. Oh, yes, and, and, by the way. <laughs> and, and it's high, highly functional, yeah. highly effective, and highly efficient. But Bingo. like all things, you have to put the work into right. it and you have to, you know do the whole orming thing. Right. Well, and so you just hit on like a key piece of our, this last year as well, that's gotten, I spent some extra time talking about is, you know, you'd expect based on their job in the real world, they perform at a certain level and they came in, they just consistently disappointed. Or I shouldn't say just were in intermittent in their participation. And you're like, you just committed to delivering something for the next meeting and you didn't do it again. And you realize 
this is their volunteer, you know, yeah. extra thing. And life and gets in the way. Arts, right, it's exactly. It's a hobby job, right? Yep. And, and life gets in the way and other yep. things get priorities. But you also realize some people, maybe the other board experiences they had were just totally different. Or maybe this isn't what they expected, even though I think we were pretty clear about what was going to be expected of them in the beginning of the year. Um, but the good news is we I'm super proud of what we've done this year. I'm very proud of the board members that are here. I actually have had individual conversations with each of them, thanking them for sticking in and getting through the year, even though it can be challenging. And they're all, I'm very proud for the people who are going to move on into to Scott's board that they're there for the him and that continuity. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like Scott said, I'm not going anywhere, so I'm still here. But it was just, that was one of the biggest kind of ahas about my term because I was as vice president I ended up stepping up a little bit more than needed based on um, some of the other leaders challenges they had in their regular life so um, I feel like I kind of had a practice year or half a year anyway mm-hmm. so um, but this year last year well, that was the probably the most surprising piece of it but good rewarding right as as our, as one of our consultants you know that because Dan got to consult us a few times this year yeah Don't forget to follow Change Guild on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. You can find us on the web at changeguild.co. Change Guild, because the easy stuff is already done. This has been a Change Guild Digital Studios production.